nothing says Russian asset than to play Polozin, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we're all Russian, right? That's what they tell us. That we're all Russian assets, right? Because it's impossible that we're going to be calling them out. So I'm actually in a rush and I want to just give you guys an update on a couple of things. So first of all, just so you know, we're, we may have precedence in regards to this COVID vaccine force enforcement. Now, this is coming from a case coming out of Texas. This is very important. Now, it has nothing to do with vaccines. But what has happened is, is that a court in Texas has actually halted the FDA approval of an abortion pill that the Biden administration vows to fight. On Friday, Judge Matthew Kasmerick of the U.S. Northern District of Texas, who was appointed to the bench by former President Donald J. Trump. (laughs) You mean President Donald J. Trump. He ruled that the FDA had ignored the risks in approving the drug. Now, this drug has been approved for almost two decades, and he just put a stop to it. So the court does not second-guess the FDA's decision-making lightly, he wrote in the ruling. But here, the FDA acquiesced on its legitimate safety concerns in violation of its statutory duty based on plainly unsound reasoning and studies that did not support its conclusions. What does that mean? That means if this can hold, then the risks of them alleging approval where there wasn't any, so they're just saying it, so you can't really hold them accountable because bottom line, it's not really approved. Here's where it opens up the door for the vaccine. So I wanted to bring that to your attention so you have that stewing. Another thing is um, South Korea has come out. I don't know if you guys know, but there were some Pentagon document leaks. South Korea on Tuesday, right, today, said that a significant portion of leaked U.S. intelligence documents indicating concerns in South Korea about arms supply to Ukraine were fake. Huh. Dozens of photographs of the documents have been circulating on social media platforms and messaging services, including Twitter, Telegram, and Discord for the last weeks. The Pentagon has said it's working to determine if the documents are genuine and that at least one appeared to have been manipulated. Very interesting what's going on. Now, here's another thing. Remember how many times we see in, you know, in everyday life that we see kids that act like animals, you know, where they stomp on teachers' heads, you know, shoot people, right? Kids, minors. And I mean, what do you do? Minors are just minors, you know, they're not thinking correctly. They imitate, right? Well, huh? in Virginia, a grand jury indicted a mother of a six-year-old who shot his teacher in class. So on January 6th, The 25-year-old teacher, Abigail Zverner, was badly wounded by a first-grade student in her classroom at Richneck Elementary School with the incident occurring after school officials received warnings that the the boy had a gun at school and was in a violent mood. The child's mother, Deja Taylor, was charged with felony child neglect and the misdemeanor of recklessly leaving a loaded firearm so as to endanger a child. Now, having said this... um, They filed uh, a lawsuit. Um, Well, they indicted her criminally to be responsible for a child, which is understandable. You are responsible for your child. All of these teachers and people that get attacked by children should have someone that they can go to for some, I don't know, uh, 
reprimand, right? Because what are you going to do? Oh, my kid just sucks. No, your kid mimics you, right? So these are all big things. Now, a lot of you have been DMing me. Oh my gosh, you knew about, you know, Elon's thoughts on Twitter. You said it and it's like, he's not dumb. And you're, you don't have to be psychic to see that he purchased Twitter in order to, to create the ultimate super app where you're going to be paying bills, rent, you know, kind of like WeChat, right? But Elon's doing it. So maybe all of you will feel comfortable being on the stream using his X app, but he's smart. So why not? Right? He's smart. I said that he's smart. So why are we upset? Now, Another news that I want to touch base on is this um, prosecutor, Jack Smith. See, 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 people don't pay attention to things. Now, President Trump did say he had another name because his name is actually John L. And I think that's Larry. It's Larry Smith. Uh, That's how they know him is Larry. But anyway, that's like, (laughs) I digress. The one thing people aren't paying attention to is who's at fault for Larry. What are you talking about, Tori? What do you mean? I could tell you that it all pings back to Roger Stone. And yes, it is. You know, Jebent Henukt. Okay? For those that speak Danish. Alles al vorden unhild. Can you imagine? Nothing will remain hidden. You're fucked. Can you see me now? See, Things that people forget. So where was this prosecutor when uh, Garland appointed him? Do you know where he was? He was in fucking Denmark. Who were the documentarians that work for the Ministry of Defense of Denmark that were following Roger Stone around? Fucking Danish documentarians that are actually contractors with the Ministry of Defense of Denmark. So guess where this U.S. attorney was when he was appointed in fucking Denmark and he was working in Denmark. Okay. They said he broke his leg on a scooter and he couldn't come. So he started in his his investigation in 2022 there. Bullshit. Bullshit. He was there getting all the footage from the Danes. Every last bit of it. So just so people know who this Jack Smith is, right? Just so people know, Shayna Jones, you know what? Bye. Uh, let me, let me, you know, add to block list. There we go. Done. I just blocked her. She doesn't like my cursing. Well, I do. Tough. I'm pissed. So there you go. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. So I'm extremely upset because no one, no one, absolutely no one has called this out. Not one person has said, well, they're all talking about his name. Duh. Everybody in the intelligence community and who's been tapped mm, changes their name. I mean, John Larry Smith, Jack. I mean, yeah, totally. (sighs) But they're talking about the name. Well, did you know that Jack Smith's wife is also a documentarian that may or may not have been located through this remedial software that I have of possibly even being at the J6 alleged insurrection? Wait, so now we have, so now we have a U.S. attorney that's in Denmark when he starts in his, his investigation, Right who got his hands on the storm foretold that was following around Roger Stone and that P- 
pedo freaking Ali Akbar and stuff, right? So he started an investigation in Denmark. His wife, this prosecutor's wife, is also a documentarian that may or may not have been at the J6 insurrection, but obviously she's a documentarian, so she was there to document things. She didn't do anything. I hope people are paying attention, right? I hope people are paying attention because this is really, really important. So that's that on that. I guess that's all I need to say on that. Now, other important things is, you know, just, just to point it out, there is a reason that prosecutors and, well, prosecutors in general have AI write up indictments because they're efficient, they're consistent, they're objective, and it's cost effective and also accuracy because AI can analyze data more accurately and identify patterns that might be missed by human analysts, which can result in more accurate and and effective indictments. So they just, they will create an indictment out of whatever data you give them because they're efficient because AI can process large amounts of data in a short amount of time, which can be useful into sorting through evidence, compiling information for an indictment, pointing this out. And there's also consistency right because uh you know like compass the one that uh bragg uses uh and crowdstrike right in new york they have ai that's programmed to follow a specific set of rules and guidelines according to new york state law and federal laws which can ensure that the indictments are written consistently and accurately and they allege that because they're objective there's no human bias so hence why we're using this now As things are going, as I mentioned in the beginning, right, Texas is the one that's putting the stop on this abortion pill and someone should, should really be paying attention to that. Now, uh, further, uh, let me jump back to the, to, to Jack Smith just for a second, because I have to really pop off. I, I need to be at the airport in like 45 minutes. The intelligence community has offices in the Netherlands. So there's an NSA office, CIA office, and even the FBI. They all have offices there. Um, And they're responsible for gathering and analyzing intelligence on various threats allegedly to U.S. national security. But obviously, there are logs that at one specific building that Jack Smith was meeting up with these documentarians. So the raw footage of this documentarians, you know, whatever, he was going through before he came back stateside. Now, there are many reasons that intelligence is gathered overseas. One, you evade U.S. law and you can engage in things that you are normally not allowed to engage in while you're within the U.S. Um, On top of that, you know, uh, if the FBI or the DOJ needs to work with foreign law enforcement agency, i.e., for example, the documentarians that Roger Stone had that were Danish, this is why Jack Smith was in Denmark. See, I have eyes on that. I happen to have a friend who's in Denmark that plays Call of Duty with me. So there. Now, um, this is quite interesting. Uh, and I'm surprised that no one, you know, made that connection. Now, again, I'm going to go back to my thoughts in regards to Texas and what would happen to the federal government if Texas was to threaten to secede. Now, that would cause grave harm to the federal government in a number of ways. Firstly, the loss of Texas would mean a significant reduction in tax revenue for the federal government. Uh, 
And Texas is currently one of the largest contributors to the federal tax base. So that could lead to reduction in federal spending on programs and services that benefit all Americans. I mean, I would really love to see Texans say, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're not giving you our money. There's taxation without representation. Now that Cindy McCain is in charge of the, you know, she's been placed at the head of the World Food Program and all the ambassadors to the UN are just handing over oodles of cash to Gutierrez to do whatever he wants. I think it's about time we start to show them that we can flex and Texas would be ideal for that considering that they've been flexing for a while. Now, to think of it, additionally, the loss of Texas could have significant political implications. Texas currently has the largest number of representatives in Congress and plays a significant role in presidential elections. The loss of Texas could shift the balance of power in Congress and make it more difficult for the federal government to pass legislation. And last but not least, it'll set a dangerous precedent for other states to follow which could lead to the fragmentation of the United States and weakening of its international influence and power. I see. Now, just so you know, according to the Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts, in 2019, Texas received $44 billion in federal funding, which represents approximately 9% of the state's total revenue. So considering that it's only 9% of their revenue, it's not, it's not a significant ding. So Texas could pretty much do it. Now, let's talk about the first episode that I left dry. I wanted to put an ending to it that was different, but I thought the ending of the Matrix scene where it's like, all right, you choose that, let's go, was to allow people to think. I've realized that people need to be hand-walked, and this is where your reality shatters, right? Again, this is going back, think of this. Why is the government making clergy, priests, and rabbis, and imams freaking criminal informants? That gives them access to, you know, personal information, people that confess, uh, habits, family. Uh, this, is, this is insane, right? This is really insane. So you have to think of it. Didn't John Brennan say, oh, yeah, you know, we don't use clergies, you know, for intelligence stuff. Liar. You're using them domestically. You think we don't know that a lot of your priests and nuns overseas are assets too? What are, what are people, dumb, born yesterday? No, they're not. And why do I say this? Well, because a lot of people felt that the video yesterday was telling them that God isn't real or Jesus isn't real. The story's real. His story is real. His vios is real. But I have to ask you this, and I've asked this before. How do you know what happened in 1822? Just how do you know what happened in 1822? Oh, let me guess. You read about it. Do you know anyone alive that wrote anything in 1822? Mm, you don't. So let's assume 100 years is the oldest. So let's go back to 1923. Do you think anyone in 1923, when they were born in 1923, knows someone who wrote something in 1822? Maybe. Has that been edited? Possibly. More than likely. So maybe everything you read is edited in order to create this issue. I've said this before. If the Bible was, you read the Bible, right? I read the Bible. That's like my go-to. That's my jam. So you read the Bible. You know how the story ends. The devil does too. So why is the devil doing everything that's in the Bible if 
evil knows how it ends. Oh, that's right. Because they've psyoped you. See, control is huge. They tell you that you must go to church to be one with God. They tell you you must throw money at them to be one with God. And here they are, criminal informants, uh, dis- discounting anything in religion because the government said so. Where happened? What happened to the separation of church and state? And the video yesterday was quite accurate with mathematical accuracies. And then I urge you to go back to a show that I did comparing the Quran's timeline with the Bible's timeline. And why do I say this? These are all historical texts. The Quran obviously has been edited in regards to Muhammad. Kid you not. The Muhammad part is the edited part. All the other parts, if you actually look back in history from the beginning of the Quran, it was verbalized to other people. Muhammad's story elaborated and was added by politicians as the years went on. But see, people aren't paying attention. See, they take what you like and then they skew it. And then they throw it back in your face to control you. And that's what's important. For those that don't understand how to be critical in their own faith, means that they lack faith altogether. The stronger you are in your faith, the stronger you are unwavering in all. But the one key thing that came, which is identical to something in the Bible that no one paid attention to, which is if you think that they were contradicting religion, which some may have, right? But you take it as information as it is. You have to remember that they read off a specific part talking about the water bearer. Now, what is a water bearer? In a metaphoric sense, a water bearer is someone that carries and distributes knowledge, wisdom, or ideas. The water symbolizes the metaphorical flow of information, and the bearer is responsible for sharing it with others. It can also represent someone who is selfless and serves others by providing for their needs just as water is essential for life. Now, if you remember in the video, it said that we were entering into, we're currently in the transition period between the age of Pisces and um, Aquarius, right? Um, with the age of Aquarius. And Aquarius is an air sign, so it's a change in the wind, but it uh, is depicted with a water bearer. So if you actually look at the Bible, it talks about the water bearer that will come. So these are all really important things because you have to take a 40,000 foot view when watching things. Does that mean there is no God? Absolutely not. That video itself proved to us more than anything that God is real because what... How are all these coincidences happening to that people have no concept of time? They assume they know because someone said so. You weren't there. I urge all of you to do an experiment that I did as a kid. I wrote um, a story uh, kind of like as if it was a historical document when I was a child. And I said that animals were in charge, humans were slaves because a bad experiment went happened and, you know, they were really smart. I actually took that, sealed it in plastic, put it in a tin box, in a wooden box, insulated and buried it. I think it's like seven or eight feet in a mountain in Greece one summer. And I was like, thousands of years from now, someone's going to find that and they're going to think it's real. Do you see how that works?
And that's the problem. We all know that religion has been weaponized and it is a tool to control us. Does that mean anything? God doesn't live in your church. He lives within you. And for all of you, no matter what denomination you are, you must have your own faith. You can't rely on others to give it to you. So it makes absolutely no sense, absolutely no sense for people to refuse to observe knowledge. If you are unfettered in your faith, then why do you refuse? If you are unfettered in your faith, then why do you refuse to walk into the darkness being that light? Because you're not. And that's really important. Astrotheology uh, is, is, is a term that's used a lot because it mimics. And again, I've said this before. If the Egyptians had a lake and not a river, they would have had a lake God, not a, not a river God. So people should be paying attention because when you can see, everything makes sense. And seeing doesn't mean that you fall into the next rabbit hole, right? But I mean, so many of you are Christian and you celebrate Easter, yet you have Easter bunnies at your church. That doesn't make sense. In fact, Easter was a very mournful time. This for me is Holy Week. This is the time that you mourn that he is being crucified basically for, for speaking up against the enslavement of people through what? Religion. And the way they did it. I mean, read his story. Jesus' story is real. What did he do? He went to the temple and knocked shit about and said, this isn't what is supposed to be. See, when you actually pay attention to the details, it starts to make sense. But people don't. They're so caught up in their feelings or their thoughts that they refuse to learn. When you stop learning, that's when you die. You must always seek to keep learning. You must always seek for more knowledge because that's the way you grow. Now, oh, how do I formulate this? Now, considering the news that are out, which are pretty, pretty heavy, Pretty, pretty heavy. We have a lot going on, right? Well, a lot. We have, uh, you know, uh, so much chaos worldwide. I mean, where do I pick without delving into it and I have to leave? Here's this. Sometimes you just have to read things, watch things, or hear things. And let it sit for a bit. Let it percolate. Don't just react. It's almost like the example that I gave yesterday. You, what, if I, what if I took you into a place with skulls and demons, right? Pictured everywhere. Blood, the ball, freaking pentagrams and everything. What would you do? Would you run? I'm leaving. Why? Why would you run? Oh, because I am, it, it's all ugly stuff and evil stuff around me. But why are you leaving? Because it's evil, Yes, so can it touch you if you're strong in your faith? Can it put your light out? See, these are the questions you should ask yourself because I'll tell you what, walk into a place like that, strong in your faith. Guess what's happened? Guess what will happen? The room will literally empty. 
That's the way it happens. You don't even have to lift a finger or say a word. It'll just be a quick exit. Facts. His story is history. And it's repeating again and again and again until everyone learns their lesson. It almost feels like an Ouroboros. (laughs) Again and again and again and again. So I urge all of you, for those that didn't watch the first episode, I left it just like that. Didn't want to add or alter anything. But if you want to know the truth and take it, take all of the knowledge that's presented to you and make your own assessment. Oh, and by the way, when it comes to politics, just listen to your president, you know, because in the end, he's telling you everything you need to know. Now, on another note, I don't know if you guys have seen the Ollie files, but nothing will remain hidden. Absolutely nothing. You bent genukt. That's the way it is. Ali Akbar is being exposed for what he is, and it's about time. So I'll give a little bit of traction to this, you know, entertainment. Oops, to this entertainment, because I think it's important that people see it. So I'm going to let this video play so you guys can watch. I watched it. See, What's interesting is, is that justice never comes in in a Ferrari. It comes in on a donkey. And I'd love to see all these people that spoke of Ali so highly when they were warned. But you know, a lot of them also are in compromising positions. There's some big influencers. Now, I want to tell you, um, in this video, he talks about, aren't you my, my, the boy of my whale? He's talking about his crypto whale. I'll let that simmer for a bit because maybe he didn't understand, but I did. There's Ali Akbar is a very specific one. Now let's see how people will respond to Ali, the predator, because that's exactly what he is, a freaking predator. He's a predator on children. On children. So there's this um, Telegram channel called Ollie Files, and Ollie has been trying to dismiss people as trolls or, oh, it's just Milo. Milo knows what he's talking about. When he was gay, he didn't mess around with little boys, Ollie, but you did. Ollie, you posted a 12 year old on your own Instagram by yourself making sexual innuendos about the child. So please enjoy the show. I'd love to give Milo big thank you for having the guts to speak up because it's important too, especially in the face of this. He first contacted me um, via Instagram DM and I believe that he um, saw me like some of the ideologically ideological dark web content and um from nowhere, really, he began talking to me and telling me I took an interest. And he was curious to find out more about me, apropos of nothing, and um, laid on to me kind of advances and compliments. And um, that's how it began, really. 
so if he said something on his Twitter profile saying, we're looking for digital editors, people who are, um, they uh, are into American politics in some capacity. Um, those turned out to be entirely um, false uh, kind of opportunities. I think in the very first exchange, he wanted to know um, if I had a girlfriend. I sort of um, brushed it off, didn't really answer it. Um, he then said, oh, well, I would have asked you if you had a boyfriend. And um, that struck me as a strange thing to say from someone who um, allegedly is professional. And um, no, I thought it was entirely inappropriate. He told me, um, he sort of implied that I wasn't um, reaching my full potential. And a pattern I've noticed um, is that he will say, should you want to meet me, then I'll be more than happy to help you. But um, he he wanted to be controlling, I think, and somehow again this sort of idea of him being overbearing comes in. He's a bit of a parent. He takes takes charge all the time. So was he it never clear promised anything when he asked you? why aren't you my Wales boy? What did you understand that to mean? I think it meant that he, um, there's certainly the factor of having to control the interaction and the defensive nature of why aren't you my Wales boy? Um, again, it, it disappointed me because somehow it didn't even make sense in terms of syntax and the phrasing. And um, it tells you something of the nature of this person. The messages from Ali um, become very explicitly and graphically sexual in nature uh, at some points. And they always seem to be interlaced with uh, professional promises, uh, insinuations. Um, as, as you mentioned earlier, the, 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 there's a sort of intertwining of sexual demands and promises with professional promises and uh, kind of dangling opportunities. Were you aware when this was happening that that is um, a classic uh, symptom of uh, predation? If I cast my mind back, probably not. However, very early on, I kind of understood, no, this person, um, you know, it's not criminal. He's, um, he behaves like someone with some sort of personality disorder. When I received his texts of a sexual nature, um, 
I kind of um, humored him. I didn't really buy into um, anything that he offered or anything that he um, kind of laid on me. Was it clear to you that there was a sexual component to the, the deal? If he were to fly you over to America, as he promised to or offered to, um, was it was it clear to you that, that there was a sexual component to that conversation? Definitely. Um, I think that he um, projected some of his own fantasies onto me and um, the messages would start normally, but then um, he would suddenly um, turn on this sort of sexual persona of his. Do you think that you may have been at risk? I think I would have been at risk. The failure to recognize uh, boundaries between him and others. So certainly I don't doubt it for a second. I understood it as being something that a an authority such as a parent um, would have done, like not at all um, in keeping with someone um, who was in politics. So the fact he said himself, um, I'm sorry if I'm overbearing, it struck me as slightly um, how shall I put this? Slightly pathological in a sense. He asked you in several different places at several different times, um, directly and explicitly to perform sex acts on him, which you declined to do. Um, when he asked for those things, he asked, for instance, do you want me to fuck you or are you just going to blow me? Um, you declined. Um, but immediately before that, he'd added, I don't need you to be happy. What went through your mind when you received those messages back to back? I don't need you to be happy. Um, and quickly followed by uh, these demands for, for sexual services. I think it's classic um, predation. Um, someone who says to you, um, I don't want you, and yet continually um, talks to you in some kind of sordid um, manner, to put it mildly. Um, I think I told him um, at several points, actually, um, you can do better. You're better than this. You shouldn't be doing it. Um, and yet he continually uh, charged on saying um, that he wanted to uh, kind of use me. 
in the direct messages between you, uh, apropos of nothing out of nowhere, he texts you, bet you're getting fucked in that bar, bitch. Presumably in response to something you posted on your public Instagram profile. And um, what was the effect of that on you to know that this person was sort of following you um, closely, assiduously, and then DMing you with these aggressive sexual accusations, uh, demeaning sexual language in response to innocent posts on, on, on your page. What was the effect of that on you? Um, at the time, in that particular um, example, uh, I'm sure I thought, um, yeah, he seems slightly strange. I think the effect of it was of gaslighting. He kind of um, tried to um, balance his sort of political uh, campaigning with this sort of strange behavior. He also um, liked my um, graduation pictures um, and, you know, looked at my Instagram stories so this was entirely public um and so you know um the phrase sort of like he you know a wolf in sheep's clothing or whatever i think i pitied him i think he knew what he was doing and he thought that he could take advantage. And so um, I kind of um, ignored it or told him to back off, really. You've mentioned a few times, both in our previous conversations and then again in this one, that um, while you were able to see what was going on for what it was, that you worried that other um, targets or victims of alleys might not be able to resist in the way that you did. Um, And indeed, that's exactly what some of them say in other interviews that we've conducted. Um, They say that they only realized much later. They report feeling intimidated when Ali uh, uh, publicly liked photos that were kind of family pictures or stuff to do with graduation, sort of intimate moments or or big life goals were sullied by his public presence. And there was a kind of feeling of the walls coming in. Um, You obviously were lucky in the sense that you had the wherewithal to realize what was happening. I don't know. It never occurred to him, I don't think, that he was wasting his time with me. But um, I told him on several occasions that I didn't, wasn't interested. And yet he continued to um, talk in a very inappropriate manner. I would occasionally send him a message telling him um, sort of, oh, I like what you've done with this and that. And, um, but it became obvious that whatever (laughs) he thought could have been between, like, it didn't even exist. (laughs) And, um, 
yeah, that kind of, um, I think that was a hard lesson. His inability to know um, the effect of his behavior, that's something that struck me as something, I don't know, it was insane, really. Listening to you speak, it occurs to me that you may feel a little sorry for him. Is that true? Definitely. Definitely. It's not something that he even picked up on, I don't think. He exists in his own world. And um, people's thoughts or uh, capacity for something like as simple as sort of sympathy or empathy, um, he's entirely oblivious to. And, um, yeah, I think there's a touch of sadness to this individual. Had I known that at the time, it would have shocked me. And um, knowing what I know now about him, it doesn't shock me in the slightest. I think I was quite um, fortunate to have not really been taken in as such. It seemed to be uh, grooming, and I know um, had others been in my situation, I don't think they would have been able to um, handle it so well, I don't think. I would ask them to um, consult their conscience and to uh, reconsider um, their alliance with this individual and um, try and um, promote um, a kind of scepticism and wherever um, a spurious claim is made by Ali Alexander, use everything in your might to dispute it. Before I go, as you know, I was putting things on the screen from the Ali files. One is, Ali Alexander tried to recruit me into getting a job for Alex Jones a few years ago when I was graduating from college. He would hit on me subtly through text and eventually asked me for a video of me jacking off as collateral for the job. Guy is a complete homo and psycho. Definitely did this with way more people as well. Uh, but I said that. But, you know, Nick Fuentes knew and he didn't say anything. But here's what the Ali Files people said. On Wednesday this week, that's tomorrow, the Ali Files will release testimony and evidence from a 15-year-old boy groomed by Ali Alexander who was asked in 2017 for sexually explicit photographs by Akbar. And who sent them? That's a felony. And still within the statute of limitation. A copy of the police report, appropriately redacted, will be made available at a later date, once permission is granted for its circulation by the victim. The accuser is now 21 and a well-known America First supporter. You know, Ali opened a secret chat with me on Telegram. He said it's a one-hour self-destruction. Ali then said, he and Ye are easily tempted. He and Ye are easily tempted, referring to sexual impropriety. 
Ollie also claimed that Ye has used phone conversations with him as an inspiration for song lyrics. I'm a lifelong Ye fan. That was when I first realized something about Ollie was off. But see, when I said it, all of your America First people decided to listen to Ollie because Roger Stone said so, right? You see, the truth comes out at some point. And when the devil striked to attack Millie and I for putting out information that rocked the intelligence community, you know, Shadowgate, you know, that other whistleblower still works for General Jones. He had his cat card, which is illegal, by the way. Once you're done, you shouldn't have the DOD cat card. Red flag number one. But sometimes you bring the enemy into your camp and convince them that sometimes being the enemy isn't the right way. But sometimes bad people just never learn. Shadowgate, the sunrise videos, the federal Zoom calls, everything we were reporting was being smothered. I, first of all, in November, it was Mike Cernovich that contacted people and said, do not listen to what Millie and Tori are bringing to you. Why? Maybe Cernovich knows the blackmail I have that Ollie got on him. Um, maybe. Maybe there's blackmail that Ollie got on Cernovich using scopolamine. You know, who knows? Nobody knows. These are all just, who knows? Nobody knows. But think about it. I was actually quite intrigued when, uh, you know, that Habsburger guy came after me and said things that were insane, aside from the fact that he's genetically superior. But, uh, you know, if I was Tucker, I'd be pissed that Roger Stone's madam, who, by the way, is highly educated, that should tell you everything you need to know, uh, promoted Ali Akbar so that he can interview him and make him look like a hero. When in the end, he's literally the zero because they were planning, planning everything. Allow me to show you. You know, um, a lot of people believe the Proud Boys are all innocent. They're not. Even the feds are trying to get ahead of what I am bringing out on my documentary. I mean, I even showed clips of, you You remember Ali Akbar and, 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 and Alex Jones were like, we were at the Capitol. I have video of you climbing up the Capitol steps, dude. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. But see, I didn't have that footage. HBO did. Alexandria Pelosi, you know, Pelosi's daughter had it, not me. So, huh, whatever, right? But having said that, it's quite fascinating when you take a look at things uh, with a 40,000 foot view and pretty much pay attention to what is being told and said. A lot of people weren't paying attention. They were too busy being thirsty for likes from someone they thought they was popular. Well, here are your popular people. Redbeard, that's one of your proud boys. And I know most events will be centered around Freedom Plaza. That's what he was talking about. Negative. They're centered around the Capitol. And the president might wreck everyone's plans and make his own stage. Deleted account, Ali Stone. Very real possibility. Who's that? Says the proud boy. Right on. Well, shit. I guess I'll look towards the Capitol. And if he fucks up the plan, at least we'll have a group walking to the same area. And then some guy says, I guess I'll be the one to say it. Why are we publicly posting our strategy on social media? 
And then the other one here, as you can see, this is government authenticated approved text says, why? Who's leaking info? Huh? Remember those secret signal chats and telegrams chats? See, a lot of people hated me for speaking the truth. A lot of people were upset, right? And no one asked the right questions. You know, I may be salty, but I'm not crazy. I may sell crazy because that makes you tune out. Well, it makes other people tune out. See, disinformation and misinformation are very important. Very important tools to divert and to expose and to lure, you know. So once you know how to use that tool very well, and I have had training overseas for decades on how to use that, there you go. Hence why I'm, st why I'm still alive on the social media for now. And in the platform, and then on the platform that I created for podcasts, literally, was top nine hundred and eighth out of eight billion users. Well, that's okay, because now we get the Amazon files. I can't wait till we get the YouTube files, but I guess we'll get the Twitch files first. Oh, you think the Twitter files were bad? Wait till you see Amazon. Remember, Amazon has contracts with the government. Just wait for that. So, in conclusion, if you remember. Everyone was on such a freaking high, such a high throughout 2018 and 2019 and even 2020 with people that didn't deserve it. People that were not for you, but for themselves. That is the problem. But we have people, you know, who clearly made it all about them and no one else. So... I guess we should set fire to the hills, right? Let's go.